uh, remix. Stop. What up, what up, man, it's a remix, it's your boy, Eddie Trump Gordon, UFC Ultimate Fighter Champ. Yeah, let me tell you something, your station is bananas, inspiring to, to try to be like you, man. Keep doing what you do, I love it, much love. As I said from the beginning, from the first time I saw your account, I said you're doing something that nobody else is doing in medicine, and by the heavens, you must continue. Because you are showing the young generation what is possible. You must continue. Sim Osgood. <laughs> Sim Osgood. One reason he went to the Pro Bowl as a special teams guy are plays like that. He's able to strip it and then it stays in bounds. He takes a seat, crosses his legs. No problem, guys. Go to work. Medicine Remix is a great station because you guys just cover the full gamut of the human persona, the human flight. You guys send out prescriptions of life. What I love about you guys' show, Medicine Remix, is the fact that you guys will take a hip hop quote, put it into a prescription formula because people need to know how to live. Uh, Artwork in the form of rap, hip hop, sort of like now with Pfizer, and we're telling you, these could be your side effects. If you don't check yourself, it's true. You will wreck yourself. You will. <laughs> hey guys, I just wanted to let you know I'm hanging out with someone from Apple, and they said that they listened to your station and loved it. Just wanted to give you that feedback. That's the remix, fam. Scary me. Remix. Next big thing, get on it now. Appreciate that, brother. Make the most of today. Thank you for listening. You're listening to Medicine Remix. Bye. Support for today's Medicine Remix show comes from Once a Day Gridolin. Helps renew feelings of interest, practice, purpose, and hope in your life so you can stop being a whiny little bitch in no time. Do you cause yourself and others pain every time you complain? Do you feel of no use with every single excuse? If so, you might want to ask your doctor about Gritalin, the only long-lasting perseverance pill on the market. When life gives you shit again, just pop another Gritalin. Now, Back to the resilience of Medicine Remixed. I used to think I was above advertising. Like, I used to think, who gives a shit who's advertising? That, this shit doesn't influence me, right? Yeah. Like, whatever. They can say whatever they want. I'm going to buy what I want. Right. I used to really believe this. And I used to say, you know, people are always talking about, oh, doctor salaries and doctors want too much money. I used to say, dude, what we should do is our white coats just sell ad space on them. Wow. Like NASCAR does <laughs> in their car. So have like a huge Viagra patch on your back. Like, who gives a shit if they're going to pay you $1,000 to wear this? Hmm. You know, fuck it. I'll sell you space on my jacket. I don't care. Like, if I'm working in a free clinic, you know, and that'll make up for some of the salary, and then you can work for cheaper, quote-unquote, at these places that nobody wants to work and make your money on the back end with these advertisements. That's a dope idea. You know, that jacket would look ridiculous, though. Oh, no, it looks stupid, but so does NASCAR, right? It looks ridiculous. Uh. And if people understood that that was allowing them to get good health care for cheap, hmm. people would do it. I think people would do it. But here's the thing. I thought all this stuff until I watched... Have you ever seen a documentary called The Century of Self? This series is about how those in power 
have used Freud's theories to try and control the dangerous crowd in an age of mass democracy. No, that sounds pretty dope. The Century itself was by a dude named Adam Curtis, and this was like in 2002. Anyway, what he did was he made this documentary, and it was basically taking Sigmund Freud's body of work. Like, he fathered a lot of different ideas. Right. And ideas that still are held very close by a lot of psychologists and psychiatrists. Anyway, Freud's nephew turns out, I forget what he did exactly, but he was basically a PR guy. And he came up with this horrible, horrible, horrible idea that through media, he could control what people did. Right. Like subliminal messaging. Not even subliminal, man. I'll give you one example. So I think it was the Virginia Slim Company, the cigarette company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were starting to lose sales. And they said, we can't fucking have this. This is bad. Yeah. And, and he said, okay, well, as the you know PR guy or whatever, what demographic? Who's already smoking? And they said, men between 15 and mm-hmm. 60. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, what about women? They were like, what the fuck? Women? No. This is like in the 30s. 20s or 30s. Like, fucking women? No. No, dude. No, no women are smoking. So this guy says, oh, well, there's the problem. So what he does is he gets like these 15 really hot chicks at a Macy's Day Parade in New York City. And there was a war. I forget which war. I'm getting all the times fucked up. I'm not a historian, right? God damn it. Sounds like a dream I had. Watch the documentary. He convinces, or doesn't convince them, basically tells them. He gives them cigarettes, these Virginia Slims, and they put them in their garter belts, right? And it was at a women's movement thing. That's what it was. So what he told the newspaper was he said, hey, follow these chicks around because when they march, they're going to light up freedom torches. Right? Freedom never looks so good. Freedom torches. Now, he's selling this idea that, one, these are liberated women, right, who are going to fight for their own rights. And the Liberty Torch, Freedom mm-hmm. Torch, or whatever they mm-hmm. call it. I think it was Liberty, actually. Liberty Torches. Genius. Genius. So, of course, what happens? Women start smoking in astronomical numbers, and it becomes okay. Of course, the New York Times thinks it's a big story because they think that this guy gave them a break. Like, follow these chicks around. I heard that they're going to smoke. And that's unheard of <laughs> at that time, right? So these reporters are running around with these broads, and they reach in their, you know, sexy little dress, pull out this cigarette light it up start smoking yeah Yeah, hell yeah so basically the guy who did this freud's nephew he's like a hundred in this documentary and he's sitting at the end of this table like this fucking fat king Mm -hmm. he's like half dead and basically he's got this shit-eating grin on his face about how he's he's just telling you how he manipulated america and he fucking loving every minute of it i decided that if you could use propaganda for war you could certainly use it for peace Bernays set out to experiment with the minds of the popular classes. His most dramatic experiment was to persuade women to smoke. At that time, there was a taboo against women smoking. And one of his early clients, George Hill, the president of the American Tobacco Corporation, asked Bernays to find a way of breaking it. He said, we're losing half of our market because men have invoked the taboo against women smoking in public. Can you do anything about that? I said, let me think about it. And then I said, have I your permission to see a psychoanalyst to find out what cigarettes mean to women? He said, what'll it cost? So I called up Dr. Brill, A.A. Brill, who was a leading psychoanalyst in New York at that time. A.A. Brill was one of the first psychoanalysts in America. And for a large fee, he told Bernays that cigarettes were a symbol of the penis and of male sexual power. He told Bernays that if he could find a way to connect cigarettes with the idea of challenging male power, then women would smoke because then they would have their own penises. And what is the number one killer of both yep. men and women yep. in this country? Yep. Is lung cancer. Lung cancer. And women are catching up very quickly because they're smoking more and more. But when I watched that, I thought, fuck, man. Like, it runs so deep 
so deep that you know um cake mix like when you buy cake mix mm -hmm. the same guy right in this documentary they talk about it betty crocker was inventing the instant cake mix mm -hmm. right you know where you go and you add water and so what this guy invented was the thing called focus groups so that means somebody invents a product and then they put a focus group together which basically is like 10 to 12 people they show them the product and then they just talk about it what yes. you like about it what didn't you like about it so betty crocker shows them this cake mix and they ask one of the ladies what do you think and she says and mind you this is like in the 40s 50s when women were, were housewives yeah. you know like that was their full-time job right right and one of the ladies says I don't, I don't i don't like this because when we make a cake for our husbands they know that we worked because they had to make shit from scratch right right and we don't like this idea of because our husband's gonna say what the fuck did you, you open this box that's what you did like i'm supposed <laughs> to respect that so you want to know what betty crocker did Showing fly nowadays. Th this guy tells them well what can we do to make the woman feel involved and they were like fuck uh how about uh, you have to add your own egg Betty Crocker can can powder the egg and put it in the box if they wanted to, but in order to make housewives feel like they were doing work, what they said, nah, fucking leave the egg out, so they have to go buy a carton of eggs. So now they actually feel like oh. they're shopping. Remember, all cake mixes are not alike. Betty Crocker cake mixes are different. They call for your eggs added by you at home. It's the only national cake mix brand that lets you add the eggs. There's a reason why there are no dried egg whites, no dried egg yolks in Betty Crocker cake mixes. When you add the eggs, you're sure to get finer cakes most consistently. Nine out of ten homemakers in recent tests said Betty Crocker cake mixes gave them bigger, taller cakes than the dried egg cake mixes they tested. Yes, and better tasting cakes, too. Get Betty Crocker cake mixes today. And these little fucking things, man. You know, well, yeah, how what to is advertising other than psychology yeah. and just understanding the psychology of people? Like, right. I think it was uh, Marilyn Manson had this pretty dope interview. I'm pretty sure it was like some Michael Moore movie. Might have been like Bowling for Columbine or one of the. Have you ever seen that? I think that? you're right. That's my favorite part of the movie. And like, he had this really interesting interview with Michael Moore, and he's just saying, We live in a society that's basically driven by fear fear and consumption. You fear that. That, oh, if I don't smell good, I'm not gonna get right. a girl. So that's why I need to buy this Axe deodorant and the hair shampoo because then girls will like me. Right, right. You know, just feeding into that psychology yeah. of fear and insecurity. And Absolutely. who isn't afraid and insecure? It's not the way the media wants to take it and spin and turn it into fear because then you're watching television, you're watching the news, you're being pumped full of fear. There's floods, there's AIDS, there's murder cut to commercial, buy the Acura, buy the Colgate. If you have bad breath, they're not gonna talk to you. If you got pimples, the girl's not gonna fuck you. And it's just this campaign of fear and consumption. And that's what I think that it's all based on is the whole idea that keep everyone afraid and they'll consume. That's really right. as simple as it can be boiled down to. Right, yeah. So you play to people's insecurities and- And there's the money, huh? And there's the money exploiting the ego no absolutely man yeah. absolutely and every day it's happening you know on yeah. tv every commercial everything that's a great point and uh i read this article they were talking about this idea of why the news is so successful and they documented all the news channels how many news channels there and the news is of course 99.9 percent .9 bad shit that's true and which gave me the idea that we should start the good news channel uh, where yeah. we just talk about like people saving puppies <laughs> helping old ladies cross the road so you can turn around and watch some good yeah. shit sometimes yeah. but uh i mean i know people are thinking that shit would never work but sounds nice but uh, i want to see the robbery okay. well here's the thing so the two interesting things i found when i read this article is one when they hit the towers two planes hit the towers 
There was explicit instructions to parents not to let kids below the age of four, I want to say, watch it because... Viewer discretion advised. Yeah, well... This it, actually happened. Well, no, in the kid's head, every time they saw it, they thought it was happening again. Oh. Like, they couldn't process... Like, this, this is like is a, the whole object permanence yeah, type thing. Yeah, and they everywhere they look, these kids are freaking out because they think that planes are just flying into buildings everywhere. So that was one interesting thing. And two was this paper felt that the reason those channels are so successful is because regardless of what you want to believe in, you know, a couple hundred years ago, you had to worry about fucking bears eating you and wolves eating you. Like, if you really like want to freak out, go on Google and read about wolf attacks. Stories about the big bad wolf and shit. These weren't just little stories. Wolves used to fucking eat babies. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Like, it was a problem. So we are driven by this idea to survive, right? We got to survive and we got to make sure we live another day. And to play off what you said, those insecurities and those fears, there's a part of our brain that really loves to watch that shit. Mm -hmm. So when you watch it in a weird way, satisfying. The whole shot in front, you know, people watch reality TV and it's all fucked up and crazy. Yeah. There's a part of your brain that that's playing off of. And these fucking people know it, so they put the shit on TV because you're dumb enough to fall to that. That's been part of the human brain for thousands of years. Of course. That survival mechanism. You know, whole, you're watching horrible shit. The whole fight or flight response. Yeah. And it's just the same chemicals that drive the emotions, but it's in a different setting. Yep. So now instead of. Well, like, no wolves are chasing you. No wolves yeah. are chasing yeah. you, but when you have to give a speech or talk to a crowd of people and tell them jokes. Right. I saw a thing, actually, a study that said speaking in front of a crowd is considered the number one fear of the average person. I found that amazing. Number two was death. <laughs> death is number two? This means to the average person, if you have to be at a funeral, you would rather be in the casket than doing the eulogy. <laughs> Yeah, that These same are, fear. You're yeah. sweating now yeah. and you know your blood's like, running, but yeah. you don't need those responses anymore. Those are old monkey gene responses. You right. Know? And you got to evolve and learn how to channel yeah, that. Yeah, it's shit. like it's not that serious. Yeah, now. yeah exactly. You know, your life's like, not in danger. Your life's not in danger. It's not so. going to like you. That's what's going to happen. So you know, fucking get over yeah, it. Yeah. This yeah. physiological response of my heart's beating like right. through my chest, up into my throat. I can't think straight, can't focus. Yep. And it really comes from this thing in us that's just been encoded. Yeah, it's been there forever. I never understood why horror films were so popular. It's, yeah. so, it's so weird, you know? I, they still keep making it's these It's for like, that fucking fear thing that we talked about. Yeah. It's this yeah. survival thing, man. Yeah. That's that part of your brain that... <laughs> I heard this commercial. For thousands of years, that's all we did as people, try to I heard, survive. I heard this commercial the other day. I think it was on the radio. Hmm. And it was for some horror movie that's coming out. And the guy in the creepy voice that's like, you know, narrating this right. trailer is like, you will have nightmares for the rest of your life. And it's like, who? <laughs> how is that like a, a selling point? Like, oh, shit, I want to see it. Dude, oh, people, yeah. people love that shit, man. <laughs> people love that shit. People love it's nightmares. Listen, we don't have much to go by, so if you guys would please just like and subscribe anywhere you see anything. Medicine Remixed. Like the shit out of it. Just click on it. It doesn't like cost you anything. Just move your fat finger and click on it. You're clicking all kinds of other shit at work when you shouldn't be. God damn it. Yeah. But uh, we appreciate it. And that's really, you know, the only surrogate market we have to go by. And listen, the other thing is, fucking tell people about it, man. Tell your friends about us. Tell your friends. I mean, I, I'm always amazed, man, when people think 
people are famous. Like I've never been starstruck ever. And the reason I've never been starstruck is because somebody said to me once, you know, the only reason that person's famous is because you made them famous. Right. I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, stop caring who the fuck that is. Yeah. Watch how famous he is now. And it's yeah. like, holy it's like fuck, we, you're right. We give things meaning, man. Yeah, absolutely. And and we give words meaning. We give everything, meaning. man. And like, when people when people think like, oh, you know, my friend's an artist. Uh, he wants to make it big or whatever. You know something? Fucking support that. I mean, if he sucks, he sucks. But if he's even halfway good, man, you make people famous. I don't think people realize that. You make things important. And damn it, make us famous is what we're saying. Fucking tell people. No, but my point is, is that the only way this is going to get out and it's ever going to grow any legs to it is if people tell other people about it. And listen, if you don't like it, thank you for suffering through it. We love you. And if you like it, we'll fucking tell somebody, man. And to be real honest, the feedback that we've gotten back so far, fucking great, man. We appreciate it. Well, we're, we're having a good time doing it. And this is our way to be creative within a field that really is an art and a science, sure. but the art has been taken out of it yeah. for creative people in medicine. And there's a lot of them. There's a lot of like super sure, talented man. people. Absolutely. This could be a forum for those people looking for a different right. way to express their craft through a more creative means. Hit us up. Yeah. All right. We love you. Peace. Peace.